I've pressed record. We're recording a conversation with Cheese in the tugboat. Of course, no Cheese. Uh, he's still doing his paternity uh, job, I guess, being a father. So I've got uh, the beer guy on the horn with me. Uh, hopefully you can hear him all right. Beer guy, you're there. I'm here. And uh, we are going to do another one of these weird tugboat interviews. or what? I don't even remember what we called them initially. Talking with tugboat. Well, so, uh, do you want to get? We'll just get right into it because we're you're pressed for time. So sure, yeah. Let's I, do it. Uh, I will start with. I've, I've been asking them in a relatively the same order. I shake it up a little bit, but I will ask you from the top. What did you want to be when you were ten years old? What did the beer guy think he was going to be when he grew up? Uh, I, around that age. Or I don't know, maybe a little bit younger when I was a bit stupider. I uh, I figured that I was going to play for the Leafs in the winter and then seamlessly transition to the Blue Jays for the summertime, and I'd just be a two-sport athlete, and that's what my life would be. I tell you, not realizing there was a lot of crossover between the two seasons. <laughs> well, you'd be you'd be rich as all hell if you did that. <laughs> Yeah, but I'd probably, I would have zero like off-season yeah, for training or recovery or anything, so that would probably be a problem, too. <laughs> I imagine your social life would be fairly non-existent <laughs> yeah. also. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have a wife or kids or anything, so <laughs> that it would have been a challenge. Let's just say that. Would have really ground you down, probably, having no... Uh, <laughs> just on the road by yourself in a hotel room all the time. <laughs> yeah. Or in the gym, or at the rink, or the arena of some kind. <laughs> okay, yeah, it would have been tough. I probably, I probably would have had to play for like a Florida-based NHL team, so I could easily go to spring training after you know my <laughs> hockey practices. And and you'd have to hope that you never made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, coach. I'm not going to be available until in, June. In either sport, actually. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Wouldn't well, want to be playing in the October Classic with the NHL season about to start. You, you could probably figure it out. You just you just wouldn't play the first month of the season. <laughs> yeah, it, it probably would have been a logistical challenge. Those are probably not two sports that you could be a two-sport athlete in. <laughs> yeah, like or hockey and basketball, seeing as the seasons go at the exact same time. Yeah. Even football and any other sport other than baseball. The Raptors and Leafs have signed. <laughs> um, so at least ten, the arena is the same. Ten years later, you added. Hopefully, you got a little bit smarter. So, what did you want to do when you were twenty years old? Uh, I think around that time is when I started to get interested in brewing, like in the beer industry, because I was in food science and. Uh, we took some courses that touched on brewing, and I found it interesting. I think that's around the time I was making my own beer at home when the beer guy and tugboat were just getting into making their own beer. It didn't go very well, though. I feel like the first batch was the uh, we kind of reached the pinnacle, and then it was just the long descent into stopping <laughs> after that. Yeah, I've learned quite a bit of how you know, about making beer now that I realize how stupid some of the stuff was that we did. Like the worst what? part about making your own beer is having to wash all the bottles. Absolutely, That's definitely the worst. And then capping is also terrible. 
but I've realized I, one of the tricks of the trade I've picked up. Um, well, I mean, you can you can go all out and buy like a little ten liter or twenty liter keg and just have kegged beer only in a, a tap at your house. Yeah. Or if you do want to bottle it, you should get you know those Grolsch bottles. Yep. With like the swing top uh, cap lid thing on it. Yep. That is the that's kind of the best way or one of the easiest ways to just make your own beer because it seals really well and you don't have to go through the process of capping everything with one of those stupid cappers. Well, and our capper was this plastic. I would say we had a medium to low quality capping device. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. We also, the, the first batch that was the best was uh, it was the one, it, what is, uh, oh, I don't know what you call. The, the bouge? The bouge, yeah. The bouge's grandfather was, he had made his own beer for a long time and he didn't want to do it anymore so that was before the bouge had any interest himself in making beer so i took all of the beer making equipment and his grandpa helped with the first batch which is why it like was probably the best one we did and it and took his like decades of experience and then (laughs) as soon as the first batch was done we ignored all of that and just did our own thing yeah yeah it was arrogant arrogant little bastards we were i think all we were worried about was making something get us drunk yeah get drunk for cheap (laughs) and being able to actually drink it down it's better than like swish from the trailer park boys but it wasn't very good we were also putting way too much uh sugar in so because we wanted more alcohol (laughs) we're actually really lucky that our bottles didn't start exploding (laughs) from the yeast fermenting that sugar because when you'd open them, they just shoot foam out the top. <laughs> I <laughs> Which, do remember that. Like you, the, some I think once the cap stuck in the ceiling, in the popcorn <laughs> ceiling at the Scottsdale house. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if that pressure had built up enough, it would have exploded the bottles and could like, you know, put somebody's eye out or something. Could have had a real interesting story about how I only have one eye. Yeah, yeah. But uh, boys will be boys. But yeah, when when I was in my around twenty years old, that was one of the things I wanted to do. I was also interested in going into food safety, which I guess I kind of did with my first job as the meat guy. You had a bit of a taste as uh, you were. You had a little idea about wine at one point too. I think. Yeah. Well, I think uh, Guelph University used to have a wine making masters you could do, but they got rid of that kind of before just in time for you to not do it yeah so they still had like the lab and everything down in the basement of the building which i think they've now made into a craft not a craft brewery but like a a little pilot brewery system so they actually cover like i think because of the explosion in craft beer they've started covering beer a bit more which would have been nice when i was there yeah that would have been convenient but oh well i've i've picked up quite a bit in my three years so moving ahead a few years, what do you want to do now? Uh, that's a good question. I, I think uh, eventually I'd like to be kind of a plant manager or director of operations or something, you know, longer term for either a brewery or some kind of food plant. 
I'm not sure. I mean, if I could do that at Bose eventually, that would be awesome. But I don't know if my boss, who has that job now, has any intention of retiring soon. Uh, maybe. But that would be that'd maybe. be cool. Um, yeah. Okay. That's so probably you, where I'd, I'd shoot for. So you enjoy what you're doing now and just would stay in that same line of work, just maybe move up a bit. Yeah, I think so. I'm happy with the industry I'm in. Okay. What is a short-term goal that you have right now that you're very close to achieving? Uh, I mean, I need to, I'd like to start reading more, and I have just started reading a new book, so I guess... <laughs> Finish that, that book? That, I'm, I'm not almost finished. I just started, but you can go through a book pretty quickly, so there's that. Uh, Do you have a, a goal that's several months out that you're looking at right now? Yeah. Uh, one of the big things I want to do is act like actually make a, a, an attempt to become fluent in speaking French because I at work a lot of the people speak French. Uh, I was at a, a brewery in Quebec this past week and had trouble communicating with some people because my French isn't as good as it should be. So I want to take some like real steps towards trying to learn French. Would you do that through just kind of passively on an app like Duolingo, or would you take formal <laughs> classes? No, I, I think uh, the library in the town I live in has like a French speaking group for people who I think like me who speak a little bit, who uh, who want to actually try out conversation. Because doing something on like Duolingo, you yeah, you learn these little words and little phrases, but to actually sit down and try to converse with somebody is another thing and I think it's led by like an actual French instructor who can kind of help guide the, the conversations so my the beer guy's wife is a an elementary school French immersion teacher uh, so that's what she recommended I start with and then eventually I might take like real classes but um, where I live in kind of eastern Ontario near Quebec there's a lot a lot of French-speaking people, and the town I live in is primarily French, so I really should try to learn. Yeah, that's that's something that I have on my to-do list as well, and right now I'm just re-familiarizing myself and trying to bring my low level back up to that where it was. So I'm just yeah. using the app of Duolingo for right now. Mm-hmm. This is yeah, not, we're I've not been, sponsored. Using it. We're not sponsored by Duolingo, just <laughs> so everyone knows. Um, put that out there, the disclaimer. So thinking a little more further out, what's a long-term goal that you're aspiring to? Uh, well, I, I was going to say my French goal is a pretty long-term one because I think it's going to take a few years. Like if I, if by the time I'm 40 years old, I'm fluent in French, I think I'd be thrilled with that because I don't think I'm going to, like a 31 now, I don't think I'm going to get fluent before I'm like, 33 or so um well, that's a longer term goal um, I, i'm thinking like 10 years out like uh, uh knowing you as i do i know that someday you aspire to own a cottage or some kind of camp scenario yeah Is yeah that... i'd like yeah that's one day i'd love to have a boat or a cottage or both because <laughs> you because you have a plan for the french goal so i was wondering on a longer term goal like that you know is it attainable 
possibly, but is there a plan in place or is it just kind of floating out there right now? What's that? The cottage goal? Cottage or boat or some kind of leisure. It's it's a bit of a you know high in the sky dream kind of thing, but I don't think it's unattainable. Um, it have to be affordable. I mean, I have a, a one year old son, so <laughs> as sports and activities kind of start piling up so will those expenses so yeah. it might be a ways off from getting a cottage or maybe i think a boat is a more reasonable thing to look to strive for because you can just haul it anywhere and go out on a lake it's you know whereas a cottage could be a couple hundred thousand dollars to to buy yeah you have to store your boat and things like that but that's sounds like that is uh something for the future beer guy to figure out mm-hmm well, and to I guess one of the other short-term things is uh, the beer guy's dad ended up buying a boat this uh, this spring, so I want to get my boating license. Oh, you don't have that yet? No, but I, I fully plan on getting it before the, like the summer. Yeah, I've had mine for a good decade now, and I plan to go see the mayor at one point this summer. I'm going to take a week and go up and visit, and hopefully I can go out in his new illustrious yacht type boat <laughs> his deck boat I think that would be great I'll get some penny loafers and try and ask him if I can be his first mate get a pipe I've got a pipe don't worry about that I have my corn cob pipes right here I can see it from here <laughs> you tell him most of your experiences with tugboats but well I think my only experience is in a 14 foot aluminum boat <laughs> at your bachelor party that you crashed into the rocks <laughs> within 30 seconds crashed into the rocks um but anyways so so that's a, that's your long term you kind of have a long medium and short there um yeah speak going back to short what's one small thing that you can improve about yourself tomorrow uh going to bed earlier or going getting more sleep by going to bed at a consistent time every night are you, my, fit, my Fitbit uh, is kind of having a Fitbit tells you how poorly or how well your your sleep habits are. I think I just go to bed at kind of different times depending on the night. And now that now that my ball hockey season is over, I usually how my week goes is I sleep well up until like Wednesday. Wednesday's ball hockey night which throws everything off because we can have a late game then I go to bed late and then it kind of ruins my sleep for the rest of the week but now that that's done I think I should be able to to improve on you know going to bed at the same time every night however if the Leafs continue to you know go in the playoffs then my my bedtimes might be in jeopardy well, once they are facing Nashville in the finals, as my bracket predicts, then you know it's only it'll be like last night. You only have to stay up to eleven. They won't be playing a West Coast team. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, that shouldn't be too bad. So, okay, that's a good one. Um, moving to the next question: Would you rather be shampoo or conditioner? Shampoo. Yeah, I think that's pretty consistent so far. Why? Why would you rather be shampoo? 
because I don't really use conditioner. Maybe I use it once or twice a year. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't use it. I don't feel like I need it that badly. So just get the job done with shampoo, and that's kind of how I feel about it, I guess. Okay. No, uh, no deeper meaning that you're trying to get from that with shampoo being the cleaner and doing the work and conditioner kind of making things looks look nice and be pretty oh yeah i guess being practical about it just getting getting the job done is uh priority number one so that's why i lean towards shampoo okay good i think most people so far have been hard on the shampoo no Um, one's a conditioner has there been any conditioner uh, replies so far. I feel like there might have been one, but I forget who it was. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Everyone can go back and re-listen to them all just to <laughs> figure that out. So, <laughs> so the next question is, when was the last time you did something just for you, and what was it? Uh, probably... That's a good question. Probably, like, last summer going fishing just on a weekend by myself it's kind of what i do when i like if it's the summer and i have a day to myself and i want to just go do something relaxing and fun i'll usually just go fishing for a couple hours i find that relaxing enjoyable um there's probably something i've done since then but that's what jumps out at me off the top of my head that's a that's a long time gap. That's almost a year now that you've done something just for yourself. You should. I might be wrong about that. I that could I be know. that could be something in your short term goals that you try and just like go to the movies or you go and get a burger and just eat it on the way home or I don't know what people do for themselves. It's hard for me to gauge because pretty much everything I do could be <laughs> construed for myself. <laughs> well. well probably one of the next things I'll do is golf when uh, when the course is finally open here yeah I'd like to go out and play a round of golf I only played once last year and I had a brand new set of clubs Um, I'd like to didn't quite get them broken in yeah I didn't even use the driver it was at the uh, Bouge's diaper party yikes that's that's a long time ago yeah love to get out on the golf course so speaking of leisure and golf where are you going on your next vacation and i don't mean work trip i mean pure vacation uh we're going to a cottage we rented in not in halliburton but near halliburton uh my wife and i and my son the little beer guy so that's just the three of you uh no actually my wife's parents are coming as well so we're spending a week at this nice cottage so i actually very much looking forward to that yeah i can imagine a whole week that would be pretty good yeah it's it's actually if i never own a cottage there's always the option to rent one which is not that bad if you have you know a few people go in on it so uh, i would recommend that and there's with airbnb and all these like cottage rental websites it's pretty easy to do yeah and uh and then you don't have to worry about the ownership and the maintenance and all that kind of stuff yeah exactly okay um so vacations are fun so let let me that kind of ties into the next question 
What is the happiest or most fun time period of your life? Like the, um, the best era. The most fun was probably during my master's degree, like grad school. And I lived, I lived with the tugboat and cheese, and a couple, probably a couple of the other uh, regular guests on this show. Um, it was around the time I met my wife. Um, it was, you know, different than undergrad because you didn't have to be at class all the time. You kind of made your own schedule. I, I uh, did an exercise program and felt like I got into pretty good shape. And it was, yeah, it was just fun. It was low, low stress, and it was rewarding doing the master's research. And I actually was like genuinely interested in it and tried to do a really good job and it went really well so you know we had fun just hanging out with the guys at the the apartment or sorry the, at the house at the consulate so yeah that was probably the most fun I've had that stretch of time another another time I find I have fond memories of is being in high school and having the backyard rink and every day at like lunchtime or after school we'd go out and play ball hockey on the rink which was awesome so when like, you when you think back to those times is there a specific memory that pops into your mind yeah i i'd say the uh one of the best was the the gold medal olympic hockey game party we had that was pretty awesome especially because canada won if yeah. they had lost, it probably wouldn't be quite as fond of a memory. But, yeah, that was probably the most fun party I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, I think uh, GRP talked about that as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Um, do you think if they lost, it would have been like the time we went downtown to see them win and celebrate, and then Russia came back and beat them while we were traveling? <laughs> it probably would have been even worse than that. <laughs> yeah, that was... That was quite a time also. But I yeah, think that that, that gold medal game afternoon for everyone that was there was a pretty special time. It was. It was awesome. Cardboard like, floors and all. <laughs> yeah, for those of you just tuning in, we had rented... No, we, yeah, we had a party the night before and had a keg that was left over. A so for the actual hockey game, we had like probably 10 liters of keg beer left to drink which we did uh, and we had a house full of people to watch the Canada US game which went to overtime and when the US tied it up it was like the most heart that's why it was so so much fun such so. a big deal because they it was the heartbreak of them blowing the one goal like lead that they had going to overtime and then they won so it was a bit of a emotional roller coaster it's a, a true roller coaster of emotions yeah exactly throwing whipping a cup at the wall to screaming and yelling and high-fiving 20 people <laughs> and calling everyone we knew <laughs> drunk as all hell <laughs> yeah pretty much um <laughs> so skipping ahead are you and, and changing gears now? Are you more of a hunter or a gatherer? Um, I'd say hunter, just because 
I guess I I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy fishing. I enjoy uh, that side of it way more than going out and like picking a bunch of you know blueberries or plants or something. But I find that very tedious. So I guess I like going for you know the big score. From from a non literal standpoint, do you <laughs> find that you uh, kind of take life by the horns and go and get it, or do you? accept it as it comes to you and deal with it as it comes to you uh the latter i'd say i think i'm pretty easygoing go with the flow kind of guy um yeah i guess growing up as a kind of the younger guy on in my family you know the youngest male on on both sides for cousins and everything kind of had no choice but to go with the flow or be left behind so i guess that's probably where some of that comes from so on a literal standpoint you are more of a hunter than a gatherer but when you dig into it a little bit more you're probably more of a gatherer than a hunter if you want to make it that analogy then i guess so yeah i want to get weird with it you know that you're you're doing a good job so speaking of weird um and kind of the same <laughs> subtext here. If you were a type of food or a, or a type of cuisine, what would you be and why? Uh, oh man. I, I'll give you an example just to start the fire a little bit. So if you were, you know, you could be like comfort food because you're easygoing, like you said, or you could be, you know, a nice bowl, warm bowl of pasta. That that sounds like comfort food. Yeah, that's that's what I mean. So uh, that, yeah, I, for me, comfort food I always can go back to a nice, delicious ham and cheese sandwich. So maybe that's what I should be. That's that's probably what it is. Kind of old, reliable. Yeah, old faithful. Yeah, the ham and cheese it's, sandwich. And, and you can dress it up, make it nice, put a little extra, you know, fancy mustard on there, or use a new kind of bread that you don't usually have some fancier cheese but yeah or you can go very very basic um, four pieces of of cheddar and a little bit of ham (laughs) one slice of ham and a little squirt of yellow mustard two pieces of bread should you go talk to them a little little blip on the radar there Um, boat's not interested in door-to-door meat i don't want your organic meat that we make an appointment for you to drop off a free sample and you never show up that's twice <laughs> Did that happened twice that's happened so I, they're just trying to get my information i think but anyways uh that'll be confusing for our listeners as i had to go run and check the door uh, getting somebody pounding on my door um, you can edit this out no that's fine <laughs> People love people love the uh, the garbage parts that we leave in, um, and I've I've said this several times with the other guests, but I would be breakfast absolutely. That's uh, any specific like breakfast food or just I think breakfast. I think much like yourself, kind of the old faithful bacon and eggs. Yeah, I'm uh, a big. I like to have plain bread, white bread usually. Put a couple of pieces of craft single on there. Throw your scrambled eggs and your bacon in between two pieces of bread, and boom, you got a breakfast. Highly processed. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty much highly processed. That's pretty much a description of the tugboat. Highly processed. (laughs) 
that would be the name of your life movie? No, I think it would just be uh, something about on the sea with the tugboat or something like that, which, if you out know... Out to sea? I don't know. Some, something nautical. What was the name of that movie I bought you with Adam Sandler? Overboard. You know? Overboard. <laughs> I'll never forget because it's one of two movies that I actually couldn't sit through the entire thing. <laughs> I think in that one I only fast-forwarded like 20 minutes. But I just did you I'll, ever, I'll never watch it again. Did you ever watch Boiling Point, that other movie I got you? I think Boiling Point is still in its original packaging, so I've should, never attempted it. That should be one of your short-term goals, is to finally watch that, like, 15 years later. No, I think I'll wait till it's about 50 years later, and then you and I <laughs> will sit down and watch it together. Okay. You're not getting out of the pain of watching a movie called Boiling when, Point with Wesley Snipes. It's when when Wesley Snipes turns a hundred, we'll watch it. Okay, that fair deal. Dead or alive. Dead or alive. So the next question. It's gonna, these last three uh, people seem to struggle with a little bit more, so that's why I leave them at the end just to be a jerk. So okay. so I have this one is: Would you rather be liked or respected? Um, I'd probably rather be respected. That's tough. I know. I mean, you want people to like you, and I think they usually they'll go hand in hand. Like you can be. Some people rub people the wrong way and are disliked, but because of the the work they do or the the things they believe in, they get they do get respect. Um, I I I guess I'd rather be respected because I. I wouldn't want to just be liked to be liked and have people not like respect me at all. But ideally, you want to be both. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, some of the other guests tried to split it and say in social settings I'd like to be liked, and in professional settings I'd prefer to be respected. But I think one answer is probably the right way to go. And um, it's interesting because there's a split with people that if when they choose one answer some want to just be liked and I think most people would want to be respected but it's a, it's a tough one to answer I, I also struggle with that one yeah 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 you can rationalize it both ways I think yeah well there's no right answers there's only answers um, speaking of <laughs> answers who would play the lead role in the movie of your life uh yeah i read this one i have no idea i've been told i look a bit like matt dillon so maybe he should play me just from a purely looks yeah perspective somebody somebody tall and lanky i guess or you can kind of you can kind of knife that one down into two parts so you could pick just based on physical appearance you know maybe podrick harrington would play you and then <laughs> you not could, an actor that's fine it's just who who's playing the lead role, but yeah, Matt Dillon would be a good choice. And then the other oh, aspect he's much of it, older than me. well, whatever. With CGI, I'm sure they could make that work. <laughs> um, the other part of it is kind of who would, what actor would represent you, and that's that's uh, probably the harder part. You feel if you don't have an answer for it, don't worry about that. Uh, we'll we'll take Matt Dillon. The, the Rock. Yeah. 
So a mix of Matt Dillon and The Rock. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that would be that would be a kind of awesome <laughs> thing to see that mashup. <laughs> um, Just yeah, Matt what, Dillon's uh, face on The Rock's huge body. rock body. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty good, and and that's uh, that's how you see yourself as the Rock's body with Matt Dillon's <laughs> and the Rock, face and the Rock's personality. <laughs> Not Dwayne Johnson, the Rock. Yeah, the re- like the wrestling persona. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what would be the title of that movie starring that uh, interesting <laughs> character? <laughs> Just awesome. I don't know. Um, how how about go with the flow? Go with the flow. The, the life and times of... I mean, the beer guy. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you edit that out? Of course. I'll beep the whole thing. Um, <laughs> that would be really funny. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty good, I think. That's just the, the way... And not being, like, kind of lazy go with the flow, but just yeah. take life. Take it as, as it comes to you. Don't get too worked up. You know, try to stay optimistic. Yeah. Do even, the best you can. Even keel. Yeah, exactly. Um, the last question, the finale, the 13th warrior here is, what are you known for and why? Uh, various things, I guess. I mean, most recently I'm known as being a dad, like being his dad, um, you know. Hopefully, I'll be eventually known as being a good dad, or you know, when it's when I'm old and gray. Uh, but I, I, I'm known for being the beer guy as well, working in the beer industry. Known for being a sports guy as well, I guess. A goalie, playing sports, ball hockey, kind of playing baseball growing up. So I think I'm known for that as well. I think I'm and just known for being a pretty good guy I guess is there is there something specific that you identify as like as a pretty good guy or as an easygoing character yeah those things I think just easygoing good good guy good friend good good uh, good guy (laughs) the the inspector and I got into it on this one a little bit the inspector and I trying to compare and contrast a little bit and uh yeah that's that's an interesting discussion that you should visit at some point i i would have said revisit but i'm quite confident that you're not up to speed on the conversations no no i'm not yeah i was gonna ask if any of these interviews have aired yet uh yep yeah there's been several that have been uh put up at the time (laughs) of this recording when last i looked on um the Apple podcast, the, the last one was March, like, 5th or something. Yeah, it has, uh, we won't talk too much about the dates, but uh, there has been a <laughs> pretty big gap that is going to get backdated and filled in here shortly. Okay, it'll be taken care of by the administrator. Yeah, the management will handle that. There's been... Uh, <laughs> the producer. Yeah, our producer and editor will, will handle it. There's, <laughs> we were waiting for the uh, the tugboats texas turmoil tales to get recorded which that will be going out soon and they'll be backdated to the time that they were 
they happened, so that that'll take oh, okay. care of that pretty quick. I'd I'd be interested to hear it. Well, it, first-hand account. Stay tuned because it's coming. <laughs> um, and as you, always, stay tuned. In- yeah, go ahead. That? No, go have for it. Have you done these interview questions? Like, has Cheese interviewed you? No, I uh, I usually chime in with my flavor of the week uh, for each guest. So I think I think I've been pretty consistent with most of the answers, but. Uh, there's probably some fluctuation, like breakfast cuisine has not altered. Um, my I'm known for being dependable, or basically when I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And there's a lot of times where I will just say, no, I'm not doing that. And lo and behold, <laughs> I do not. Like being pretty black and white? Yeah. Yeah, I try to have a narrow say-do gap where I say what I do, and there's not a big space in between. I try yeah. to knock things out as quick as possible. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Uh, if if you say, hey, would you like to come for the weekend? I will give you an answer, yes or no, and I will stick to that. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's, uh, that's part of how I operate, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, tune into those other episodes, and as always, check out the tugboat.ca, and just... You know, keep an eye on uh, conversations with Cheese in the Tugboat, because sooner or later, Cheese is going to make his triumphant return, and all hell will break loose. He'll have some interesting stories to tell, too. I think at one point we should probably get you, him, the Bouge, uh, Ronnie Rocks, and have a group forum and talk about some of the perils of child-rearing. Yeah. Oh, we've all... Well, I imagine they've got some good stories, but I have some of my own. Yeah, like interesting things, uh, maybe pee going down between the wall and the dresser that you just attached to the wall. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember that one. one. But uh, anyways, we can get into <laughs> that at another time. We're, we're at our time limit here, uh, our arbitrary time limit that I set uh, just by looking <laughs> at the clock. 41 minutes? <laughs> no, 30, 38, so we're, we're good. Um, Mine said, oh yeah. Yeah, so you're on a different different clock so uh thanks for joining us the beer guy and a lovely interview hopefully our listeners have learned a little bit more about you and uh have been entertained for the last 39 minutes so my pleasure i look forward to being on again sometime all right well this has been a conversation with cheese in the tugboat thanks for tuning in and come back again next time